Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. I am very glad for my guest today. He's a very special real estate uh, investor. Len Kawaka is ex-civil engineer who invests passively in real estate from Honolulu, Hawaii. Len runs SimplePassiveCashflow.com and the host of Passive Real Estate Pod- Investing Podcast. Len, are you ready to enter the grid? Let's do it. Okay, cool, man. So I give a little bit of introduction about you. Why don't you give us more about who you are and what you do now? Yeah, so today I um, currently own 4,500 rental units in America. Uh, we buy mostly workforce-style housing, so not housing for the wealthy, not housing for the really low end, but kind of the middle class, lower middle class is the people that we serve. Oh, cool. So when did you when did you start your real estate? You went from an engineer to real estate. When did you start that? Yeah, so I bought my first rental property in 2009 um, while I was working my engineering job. Um, I just decided to buy a property because that's what everybody says to do, right? Buy a house to live in. Yeah. But as many things as we'll probably talk about, um, what they tell you, isn't necessarily true <laughs> yeah that could be right so in general people who want to go to get a house to live in for example so should they be thinking about buying or should they thinking about renting yeah so i think most people out there in the world aren't very good with their money right uh, they get yeah. money they spend it fact they'd probably go into debt more right spending money they don't have so yeah. those people sometimes buying a house is a good force a way to force savings account right but a lot of people i work with are pretty good with their money you know they're good savers they invest in a lot in their retirement for those people which i would say it's definitely the minority of people out there maybe you would say it's less than 10 or 5 percent or even less than one percent those people, it's better to not buy your house and take that money that you would have put on a down payment and bought uh, investment properties with that. Uh, so, so there's a paradigm. Yeah, exactly. So what 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 the mindset should be for those people? How they should approach that? Yeah, so I mean, the reason reasoning behind it is pretty simple. I mean, you can make a lot more money than it does in your house. Um, a lot of times, I mean, you can probably buy here in America, I mean, for the price of a house that you have to put the down, the 20% down payment, you could buy four or five houses. And the difference between that is, you know, you're getting the appreciation in both of the real estate, whether you, you rented it and you bought some rentals or if you bought your own house. But the difference is if you had four or five rentals or four or five families are paying down your mortgage for you. And that's the difference. Yeah. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so what is what are the high cash flow markets? Uh, is, is this considered a cash flow market in real estate? 
Yeah, so a lot of the places I think people think about, like Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston, New York, Miami, are not good places for cash flow. They're what we call primary markets. Yeah. And primary markets don't cash flow. The numbers don't work there. Not only is it very expensive, but the price to rent ratio doesn't work. So we normally target places in more secondary and tertiary markets, such as Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Memphis, Little Rock, but probably places most people haven't heard of. Um, but there, you know, we can hit this this magical ratio called the one percent rule, where you take the monthly rent divided by the purchase price, and we're looking for something one percent or higher. So, for example, we can buy a lot of properties for a hundred thousand dollars a piece. And that'll rent for a thousand dollars a month. So a thousand divided by hundred grand is one percent, and that hits hits our numbers. Mm. So do you think these these kind of states like New York and LA, these are the big cities, probably has uh, high priced places or homes or rentals? So this is the reason why even you don't recommend maybe people starting there. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's just the numbers don't work. Right when numbers don't work, things are going. You're not going to make money. And one of the big things we do is we hire third-party property managers to do our dirty work for us to manage the tenants, the repairs. Um, they usually take ten percent of the rents. Oh, okay. So that's why you want. That's why you need a property to cash flow so you can pay a professional to do that for you. Yeah, cool. So. Tell me, tell me about the cash flow quadrants. What what's the cash flow quadrant? Yeah, so basically, I mean, there's there's markets where that don't cash flow, and there's others that do, and then there's some places where you get a little bit of both, right? It barely cash flows. Places like Phoenix, Arizona, but there's there's possibility for appreciation there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we talked about a little bit should be buy, people buy or rent, but and you mentioned that some people might uh, take, for example, a loan to do that. So do you think debt in general is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that depends. If you can use the money to make more money, right? Yeah. If you you build a factory and you pay a ten twenty percent note, well, the question should be, well, how much are you making on that money? Right. So in anything. You have credit card debt, that's likely going to be bad debt. But if yeah. you have a five, six percent note on your real estate, that makes you 10, 20, 30 percent. Right? When you look at it from that direction, it's a no brainer. But the problem is, most people look at um, debt in a bad light all the time. Right? And they don't differentiate between good debt and bad debt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, how can we differentiate between that? Exactly. Well, I mean, figure out what you're paying for your your debt, right? On a piece of real estate, maybe around five percent, and how much money are you making with by carrying that debt, that debt with the investment? I mean, this is what essentially banks do. Yeah, banks it's like a bank. Yeah, exactly. Banks are. Uh... They, they encourage people to go deposit their money in the account, so basically to give them like an interest every year. But on the other hand, they take more interest from people that have that take loans and stuff like that. 
So they, they, are, balance, they, 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 they are balancing out more from their customers. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. This, this is, I think, yeah, this is how they make the money. Right. And that's exactly how we should be doing it too. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. most people are very debt adverse. And again, yeah, most people probably shouldn't wield debt because they're pretty horrible with their money. The people, because there is like no education about money, I think. Like even in, in school or universities, people don't, uh, the school don't teach people how to manage their finances and their money. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and, they, and they don't educate themselves after that. It's like you get a job and you get a, a monthly paycheck and... Uh, that's it you don't educate yourself and you start spending money and without even knowing this is what right. happens in general i see in people all over the world so what is the best use for the money and where to invest them what what do you think is the best investment for someone's money if someone has like some a little bit of stack where should they start well if they have a little bit of stack you know you can't buy real estate Right, real estate. You need some big stack, right? You need like twenty thousand dollars to buy a hundred thousand dollar house, and if you don't have that, sorry, you can't real estate invest. This, yeah. you know, if you don't have money to invest, you can't play, and that's why I like it because not anybody can do it. Not anybody can pick up an app and buy a piece of Bitcoin. <laughs> right, you can't yeah. do that, right? And this is why it's a bear. There's a barrier to entry, and that's why I like real estate. That's why real estate is very stable. Yeah. Uh, do you think in two th by speaking of stable maybe maybe are, they are now stable but what do you, when you started about 2009 so how was things at that time when the 2007-2008 uh, mortgage problem happened well the stuff that we do is very different than house flippers and wholesalers we don't we don't buy for appreciation necessarily we buy for cash flow mm -hmm. right so when you're buying for cash flow, it doesn't really matter what the price of the property is. If it goes up or down, mm -hmm. we're buying an income stream. Yeah. Uh, so the seller, the seller's markets, how to invest proactively in that? Uh, let's say that you said you need some kind of uh, money to buy, like uh, $100,000. You need about 20% of that to get in. Right. So how can someone invest proactively in this? Well, buy for cash flow, right? Mm. That way, you know, that it's always a good time to buy. Yeah. You know, because if, if you have $30,000 to buy or $20,000, you could buy a $100,000 house and you could create an income stream of $200 a month. Every, yeah. every month that goes by that $20,000 is sitting in your account, you're losing $200 is how you need to be thinking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Inflation rates go up in general. Uh, things gets more expensive with time. If you look now back, I think like five or ten years ago, in any place in the world, if you used to buy something for like five bucks, now it's maybe six, seven, or ten even. Right, right. The people that save money um, are losers. <laughs> they will lose. Yeah, yeah. Fiat currency. Yeah. At all, all of this exactly. So, you you live in Hawaii, right? 
and you in, yeah and you invest all over the states you have properties all over the states right right i don't um i invest in places that i don't live exactly so what are the best practices for managing properties remotely get a good property manager don't be a landlord be an investor <laughs> exactly. simple simple yeah. passive cash flow yeah cool awesome can you explain a little more about how you can do that for maybe a person hearing how how can they get the landlord oh what was that again uh, can you tell us how exactly how we can do that for any listeners who are listening now how, how they can get that to manage properties remotely um look google it right look up your property managers in your local areas go off of referrals um, yeah it's a very common occupation they're a bit of a commodity out there yeah but uh, you know i mean if, if you recall when you are renting yeah you probably weren't in interacting with the landlord per se you're probably interacting with the, the property manager mm-hmm. cool. so <clears throat> the, are there do you think rules for investing or just i have a, a little bit of money i, I want to go invest in real estate or i want to buy some stock or the, are there there are rules for that um, yeah, first thing is uh, invest where the numbers make sense, right? Where you hit that 1% rent-to-value ratio. Um, and then just analyze a lot of deals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think is, for example, the rich getting richer? Uh, what are some tricks of, of these people? Are they like avoiding uh, tax payments or stuff like that? Well, the, I mean, the rich are getting richer because they're investing in things where the average person doesn't. And inflation erodes away the value of their money. It's simple yeah. as that. Yeah. So you need to be cognizant of what's happening and buy, buy properties that go up in price. Yeah. Uh, does the rich even use land conversion? Or buying real estate and to, to cut into their tax deduction will that will of that course. work? That's 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 what the wealthy do. They buy real yeah. estate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, any any type of real estate or a specific type of real estate? Um, any type of real estate that cash flows. Hmm. Okay. So cool. stick with what you know, right? Most people know apartments or single family homes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, how the average Joe with like not a lot of money can save money on taxes in general? They can. Do you think? They, yeah. they can. They got to buy real estate. Uh, uh, this the is, average they, Joe is investing in their retirement system. It, the system is engineered to kind of steal money from the average person. Yeah. So, you need to stop doing things that the average people do. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, actually, yeah, with the, with this now pandemic with the COVID, you see all over the world that uh, the rich gets more money and getting richer, and the people who are working daily, they either the their pay are cut or they laid off from work. This is exactly. you see, yeah, you see it all exactly. the time. 
so you should be mindful of how to do things so yourself how did you raise money to start or did you have already money or did you raise money for that how did you do that i had my engineering job and i saved my money for my engineering job yeah and it takes it takes a while but no tricks no games you need 20% down payments to buy real estate yeah so no no minimum than 20% down yeah. payment you need money you, you got to make money yeah exactly i mean sure there's some ways to do this real estate stuff with no money but i don't teach any of those games right we work with high net worth investors yeah okay cool so <clears throat> Do you, we spoke about bad debt and good debt. So you do you recommend to a lot of people to go and take, for example, a loan to get started? Or do you think it's a big risk for them? Especially get a, if loan. They, get a yeah. loan as long as you cash flow. Yeah. Even if they even if they might be afraid to pay it back or something like that, if it doesn't if, work. If for they're them. afraid, just do what everybody else does. It works for 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> you know if you want what everybody else wants then do what everybody else does yeah this is this is what what happens because you you in life you should take uh, <clears throat> risks to see if it works at least not just sit uh, on your uh, chair and that's it right well take take calculator risk right do the math for yourself the math doesn't lie yeah Math is cool, but not for everyone. Not everybody likes math. Well, <laughs> then you can work at your day job for 40, 50 years, right? Yeah. Or you can learn a little math. Yeah. <laughs> Some basic. What math. do you What do you like? What do you like better? You know. Yeah. Do you like working, working, and trading your time for dollars for the rest of your life, or do you want to learn a little math? take a little bit of an educated risk yeah. and do stuff that other people don't do. Okay. That's, that's ultimately the decision. Financial independence is not for everybody. If not, society would crumble. We yeah, would, we, we need to do any of the work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we need, we need people to work in everything. We need the baker. We need the, someone work at the gym. We need uh, people work all over. And this we, we can't get our stuff. Exactly. Let's hope those guys never use a loan, you know, never buy anything. Let's just hope that they just keep doing what they're doing so they can stay at their jobs and get us coffee. <laughs> but if you want something different from your life, you have to do something. Yeah, you, you, you have to That's make cool. massive action. You have to make massive action if you want to change things. I don't know if you have to make massive action, but you got to make change. Yeah. Incremental gains. Yes, yes. That, that's massive. Cool. Passive investing, I mean, it, it's slow. It's not a get rich quick thing. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, it needs it needs time. It doesn't happen overnight. So let me ask you. I saw on your website that Wall Street took you took your money. Is this like a true story or? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit of a. I mean, people don't realize that Wall Street products are retail products designed to take hidden fees away from investors. Most of the returns go to the Wall Street company, whether you make money or lose money. 
happening? Why is it yeah. that I can invest in real estate on a simple turnkey rental and make 20 to 30% returns? If people don't believe me, they can go to my website, simplepassivecashflow.com slash returns. And I have a little video where I kind of do like a whiteboard exercise of the numbers. You know, so 20, 30% compared to what, 8 to 10% that they tell you maybe in the stock market. Yeah. Like, well, where did all my money go? Right. Well, that's Wall Street for you, right? It's it's buying, it's a retail investment going out to retail investors. Yeah. yeah for anyone who watched the movie Big Short, you know the movie Big Short, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a cool movie. If anyone haven't watched that, go watch it. It's way you will see how things worked back then in two thousand and eight. So, what do you think are some of the trends that are happening now with the pandemic? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, it's starting to fade in this twenty twenty one year or in the coming year. What are some of the trends in regards well, to to? I gotta admit to you. I mean, in terms of like cash flow investing it's not it's business as usual yeah simple passive foreign cash flow here um, people need a place to live right? exactly yeah population is growing people the lower middle class is growing um business as usual yeah heads and heads month and rents do yeah and people will do whatever it is nowadays to keep the most important thing in general for people is to have like a roof over their head. And these are the basic necessities of any human. Roof over your head and some food on the table. <laughs> and right. after, the simplest, the yeah. simplest of, bi- of businesses that meet the basic needs of people, the most boringest things are going to be, I, I think, the things to invest in. Hmm. Okay, so do you think there's if someone's like now working like you said into a nine to five job and want to start like some kind of a side hustle how would you say they should start or would you recommend them to start if they want to go at it i would tell them to stay in their day jobs and work their side gig along their day job that way they can build in systems to be successful they actually do quit and more times than not, you're not going to be successful to keep your day job. Mm. Uh, so, so, so the percentage of success may be low, or is it like uh, a competitive market, or is it like not Most for people everyone? that go into entrepreneurship fail, right? I don't know what the exact number is, but like ninety something percent, or it's a vast majority fail. Yeah, so I, keep uh, your keep your day job if you make it if you have a job. I mean, that's going to allow you to pay for, you know, things that you're not good at. Um, and it's going to be able to, you know, build, build lean systems while your time is short. Yeah. I don't know. I read like an article ago, a while ago, a very long time, actually, that businesses in general, whether online or offline, they go out of business from the range to five to 10 years because, because they can't even make a profit. They're barely making even. So it's tough out there for some reason. Either competitiveness or not innovating enough, these kind of things. So what do you think are some, you, we mentioned like LA, New York, these are kind of a high property places. 
What do you think of a list of places to find real estate to start with? Um, look in your local area, but if not, I mean, go where the numbers make sense. Mm. Okay, cool. So what, what, what makes sense to you in the regards of number? Is it the price, like we said, the price of the property? Yeah, that's the starting point. Take yeah. the monthly rent divided by the purchase price. You're looking for something that's at least 1% or higher. Yeah. So can, can anyone build a passive rental portfolio from this? Uh, not everybody need money to invest. You don't have a day job that makes money where you can save money to make $20,000 to buy a house. The mm -hmm. same for you. You need to make money. But if it is, you know, passive investing can be an option. Yeah, cool. So let me ask you a question a little bit about this uh, or, or maybe involved in this Bitcoin. Me, myself, I, I, I would say like, I'm not into it. To me, it's like money revolving around. Uh, I'm not into Bitcoin. I, I don't understand it 100%. But to me, it's like a 100% money evolving between people who buy with, with low price and then gets up because more people buy Bitcoin. So what do you think of Bitcoin and other currencies? Um, I'm, I'm probably not the guy to ask. I mean, I stay mm -hmm. in my lane. I know yeah. real estate investing and I do pretty well at it. So mm, cool. I don't. I stay in my lane. Oh, cool. Awesome. So, so it's, it's not a place for you to invest in general? No. No. Yeah, cool. It's, it's good why, to be... Why would Michael Jordan go play baseball? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Uh, do you have any... Uh, where, keep, where people can find you uh, if you want to learn more yeah, about if, passive income? Yeah, people want to learn flow. about passive investing. Um, by buying rentals or syndications, they can go to simplepassivecashflow.com. Cool. Simplepassivecashflow.com. Yeah, or check out my podcast, Simple Passive Cashflow Passive Investing. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Len, for joining me and being with here today with me on the Success Grade podcast. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Saint. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.